Welcome to episode 352 of A Doctor A Day, a Doctor Who podcast. My name is David, and here with my wife, Ginger. Hello. Today we're going to talk about episode 3 of Underworld. Yes, we have a very long replays of our previous ending, um, resulting in the Doctor getting the machine to turn off and the fog now pulls in through the the venting system and out of the tunnels. Jackson and the others uh, have found a, a doorway in somewhere and they blast the door together to open it. The overseers in their office areas are, um, or are saying how they need to go um, get ready to see the execution but then someone sees the doors open and there's the poison gas from the tunnels is flooding in, so they rush to take care of that. Herrick returns to the others and says, they ask, oh, did you find the P7E and did you find the ship? And he says, no, but um, he did run into this guard type person and he shows this communicator and weapon that belonged to Commander um, Officer Clint and he tells him about that. The doctor returns to the um, R1C ship um, to uh, Leela and Idis and he talks to Idis about the um, place where he's from the um, the, uh, the room that they're in and Ida says well you know is this the ask Leela is this the sky up here it's like no it's just the you can see out the view or anything it's just that's just the surface that's it's just the roof it's not the sky um, and the room seems familiar and he, he says doctor asks, well, do you have a citadel like this? And he says, yes, um, that it's heavily guarded. There's no way in um, through the tunnels. And the doctor says, it's guarded by dragons. And the doctor says, well, the end of the world is always guarded by dragons. Um, so they, uh, the doctor wants him to take him there. Um, and uh, Idis doesn't want to but then it, he, the doctor just says this is where we're going um, Idis says that his father is there at the Citadel because that's where the sacrifices are they are prepping more for the sacrifice um, the doctor and Leela and Idis are heading out into the tunnels uh, K-9 is with them too and K-9 has made a map of the tunnels so that they can find their way. The doctor sends K-9 off to find and bring Jackson back to where they're headed. Leela asks Idis if anyone's ever rebelled in this situation they have. And he says, yes, my father had, and look where it got him. So they are heading off to this entrance that... Uh, guarded by dragons or no 
that they intend to find out. They um, get through and the doctor has, uh, I mean, Leela tries the blaster, um, the shield weapon that she has, and there's an electric field that is activated when the shot goes through the opening. And she tries a couple other times and manages to blast the doorway. The doctor says that there's nothing beyond the doorway, but gravity or anti-gravity is that the near the planet's core, there would be anti-gravity. So how would they move? And he tells them to push so they, they step in to this unknown area, no bottom, and just kind of start to push themselves down and float down to the center, um, to the center of the planet. Slaves are gathered to watch the sacrifice in a chamber that is just like the, the bridge area of the ship uh, Jackson and his crew came from. There's low lighting and a serious mood, somber mood, and then there's a female voice that speaks up as the oracle, Kor, Kore, um, and says, ask the question that hangs over all, and says, light the lamps, and then there's a chanting of the same phrases over and over by everyone present to kind of a spooky ritual scene as they're floating down to the bottom of the citadel, the doctor mentions how uh, all of this is uh, this ritual mumbo jumbo to get people to believe something special is happening. So I imagine Idis has been explaining this, the, the sacrifice situation that we just witnessed part of. So they arrive at the bottom and go to enter, and of course they're stopped by some guards and captured. Um, Leela's told to give up her shield weapon, and they're brought into the main room and uh, and brought before the head guard, I believe, the head seer lock. As the uh, oil lamp that had been raised, lit, and then raised up above the days his father was on. There's like a, um, a tapestry type uh, strung across it and the flame is burning this tapestry. As it burns it, then something terrible will fall. The skyfall will happen onto his father. As it starts to burn through Idis rushes forward and pushes his father out of the way and gets him up off of the, off of the dais, off of the cot. Um, Leela grabs a blaster from someone else and catches a, a nearby slave woman and helps her out around. The doctor even grabs a sword from someone, I didn't catch where, and um, branches it as they run out and escape. As they are trying to make their way through the tunnels, there's guards behind them, guards in front of them, but they find a way around because they, Jackson and his crew have come in and made it through the, the lift shaft 
entrance that they went in and are taking out some of the guards so they're able to now escape into the tunnels. Um, they, Jackson and his crew used their shield weapons and uh, they managed to get to a, a rope type bridge and Herrick says go on without me he'll hold them off which he does to a point but then he gets shot and is taken away to be questioned. K9 helps to lead them out of the tunnels again. Uh, Leela and Dr. Idis, his dad, and the other female slave, which I believe is called Myla. Um, and then Jackson and his other three, two crewmen. Leela talks to the, the slave girl and then relates to the doctor that um, how they've had these skyfalls that say like unnecessary sacrifices to this oracle but they really occur just to make sure that there are enough workers only to do the job and no more um, and they gather this rock that is crushed and it's this processed rock that they eat um, they call this um, the map of the tunnels that K9 had at the tree and the doctor questions why would they even know what a tree is to call this a tree um, he tells Leela that he believes that the the slaves at least are the descendants of the P70 crew Doctor then plans with Jackson to find another way into the Citadel because the, the shaft, the lift, that entrance they had used previously is, is out of the question um, to the Doctor and he come up with a surprise plan um, as they take a look at where all the rock that they've mined and, and processed go into the Citadel. Herrick is being questioned and then tortured and then questioned some more and they don't believe his answers when he says he's a minion he says there are no survivors there's only one group of survivors from, from minions um, but he is resolute and says no I'm, I'm a minion and we're on this quest to find the ship and find the race canisters that were on this ship uh, at this point um, Herrick knows that this is the P7E one of the um, overseers says no he's telling the truth but the other two do not listen to him and they continue to uh, crank up the power and, and question Herrick and then they reveal themselves that they are the servants of the oracle and they remove their black and grommet hoods and they have they, um, a cylinder shaped head that's gold with some like two red bulbs for eyes and another sort of uh, a robotic type head made of so they see the we see the rocks uh, carts full of rocks being pushed into the uh, secondary entrance to the citadel um, 
we see that the doctor and others are secreted underneath the rocks and um, as they're being pushed in Ida's father starts hacking and coughing and giving himself giving themselves away and his cart starts to tip and we end why is this serial not over yet I don't know. They should have just made it been made into three episodes. Maybe only two, but they might have been able to do three. So many things. We see the camera on the on the wire scene from the uh, last two episodes we used, which is not quite so bad because it's a utilitarian type shot. Of course you're gonna see that same thing a couple times. But there's there's more You could have guessed it up a little bit better. Maybe. Yeah, could Something. have reverse shot, showing it from a different angle, like Something. it was on a different wall. Uh, yeah, I agree. You could do still doctor it up a little bit um, to make it seem not quite so exact. Um, however, <laughs> they do do a funky thing with K nine uh, when he's going through the tunnels. The doctor sends him off to. Uh, find Jackson and tell Jackson where they are and get them to get to the Citadel. As K-9 goes away, he's kind of a little wonky as he goes off to off camera away. And then we find out that later on we see the scene where it's been shot from the front where K-9 is going down the same tunnel and it's just his arrival to where he had we had seen him go before. But they make it seem like he's... Um, gone is in a different area so that was not that was not so bad oh I don't know oh, okay well they keep making the same mistake yeah it wasn't the same as what Herrick going down the tunnel the, the same tunnel twice and back no, around no it was worse K9 went away in the tunnel and then appeared to be coming back in the tunnel I thought it came back, appeared later on like he had been, like it was just a different part of the tunnel. It was the same tunnel. Same well, still. Early he was walking yeah. away down that tunnel, and then the next scene he was coming toward us in that tunnel. Yet, story-wise, he was supposedly still walking away. Oh, I thought that was a different part of his story where we see him coming towards us. Mm -mm. But it took him long enough to realize that the the two ships are the same, and that the planet they're on is is really the ship, even though the doctor said as much in the first episode. Yeah. Or rather, mistaking. It's funny that uh, it's taking the others, the crew, the, I guess the descendants of the P7E, it's taking them longer to realize that, hey, they look like us, hmm. you know? Yeah. They kind of, anyone, you know, if they're even older people of them say, 
Yeah, I think I can. I think our our my great grandfather had a space suit like that, you know. Cause why would it be so different, you know? Uh, but at least uh, Herrick and the comes to realize that he's on that ship, because he says it's the canisters that are on your ship here. I said this is not a ship. This is a, you know, but the other one, the one guard standing away says no he tells he's telling the truth even though they don't listen to him so some of them know so I wonder here it could think at all with the terrible terrible buzzing sound that would happen whenever they turn the machine on it's like not only was he being tortured but so were we having to listen to that terrible beeping noise I guess I didn't notice it. Oh, it was very high pitched. <laughs> the cats didn't like that noise. Um, Only when I, you made it. I guess so. <laughs> so yeah, I well, it was irritating to me. Um, so many scenes just drawn out. It goes beyond filler to me when they're just it's a scene without any dialogue to even call filler yeah it's just an extended scene of the guards going across the bridge to a certain area really yeah those were the hardest ones for me to get through too yeah so it's even said that the, the reprise of the previous ending was two minutes the episode itself was 22 minutes, 20 seconds or something. So that means two whole minutes of that was the reprise. Wasn't even any new stuff. And then if you gather up all these just extended shots, it's got to be another five minutes. So we're lucky if we get 15 minutes of story. And it might not even be that much. Yeah. They used the uh, often used idea that the the peasant people that are so far removed from the technology they spin these wild stories for them to believe, uh, even though they've never seen the dragons at this entrance. They say the dragons are guarding it, and so nobody can go there. Um, it's like, well, obviously not. You know, dragons turned out to be this electronic field that they can't get through, but elaborated into a non-scientific uh, explanation. Mm -hmm. Not just, you'll get zapped if you go in there. Why couldn't it just be that? <laughs> but no, they have to be dragons. Not that I have anything against dragons. I like dragons. But yes. What is How about the ride down the the entryway in the non the zero G? Oh, <laughs> that was so ridiculous. 
Well, everything about this episode was ridiculous, but you know how some things are just obviously time wasters? Mm-hmm. That was one of them. Yeah, that was another one. And they put a lot of effort into wasting the time. Yeah, you know, they they make sh- they had a, the can the camera at an extreme uh, diagonal angle so that it would look like they were coming down in different you know different heights, but it was really just you know angled such that it would look that way as you look down. Uh, it's just that's just too much effort for the bit that we had to go watch through. Yeah, I'm convinced that was just them trying to be artistic. Well, it's too little, too late. You get no arguments from me there. I have a little bit of respect for them trying, but it's too little, and it's it's too late. It's episode three. It's just, you know, you need to make better choices all along. And it didn't happen. No. The way that through, you know, kind of... Uh, I think it was also hexagonal type shaft and panels on the sides as they go around look like there were three around that you could see later on and so I imagine there were sort of three in the part we on the fourth wall <laughs> you know that mm-hmm. we don't see um, and the way that they floated down brought to mind the um, fizzy lifting drinks from Willy mm-hmm. Wonka <laughs> yeah how they go up, but then they have to come back to the steps. They were going down in this one. Just made me flash on that because it was equally as silly. At least they weren't burping to get their get their way down. True. I, honestly, I was a little afraid they were going to do something like that. <laughs> That's my least favorite part of Willy Wonka once. At least my least favorite after they've gotten into the factory. Yeah. So. Yeah. I would say, I was going to say when we were talking about the entrance and the scaring them away with the dragons, um, I would like to say that dragons would have made it more interesting, but then I think of some of the monsters we've seen. And I think that the, that would not have made it better. <laughs> you never know. Although the the only the good dragon was in Talons of Wang Chiang, the big um, styrofoam carved dragon. That was nice. But I don't. I don't think they would have had anything as nice for this. I thought of one good thing. We did not hear the full phrase. The quest is the quest. The quest is the quest. Herrick starts to say it when he's being tortured. He's saying, the quest. But I think maybe he realizes it's not their quest, it's his. And that's all he says. He doesn't finish the whole phrase. Mm. I missed that altogether, but I'm not surprised. It was a noise that was... That you weren't hearing that just blotted it out. That's Could be. <laughs> um, 
We did have, however, have the chanting of the same phrases over and over again. So it's like we kind of switched that for kind of another temporary. Seem to have a lot of repetitive phrases. We talked about that before. They had the, they were the same writers who had the similar mm -hmm. repetitive phrase stories, but um, so now we have some in the chanting that's going on and the sacrifice. What did you think of the uh, whole core and oracle or Corey? Uh, I think the production notes or something about the um, that character is kind of supposed to be like Persephone. Well, Kor is just another name for Persephone, I guess. It is? Oh, okay. Alright. But it's really supposed to be more of an oracle. Supposed to be the, the voice of this oracle that the seers reveal themselves as being servants of. Yeah, I guess so, yes. Everything. Is, the, is the person we heard during the sacrifice. And I think there was a is there kind of like a, a figure in in a shadow against the light up uh, up above was that supposed to be the oracle maybe um i don't know that that's necessarily okay. true i wasn't sure and it was kind of a, a lot of people and kind of packed in the room and it was like you know there are the big fixtures that are like these round um pipe ends that are that come up from the floor and around um, in the middle of the floor which is just like the one on the Jackson ship um, but it makes for a busy space and it was dim so I wasn't quite sure if that was supposed to be somebody up there that we were not seeing on purpose or I guess I just find that there's not a lot of there's not a big overriding conflict as much. Yeah, we know what their quest is. But don't really know why the doctor's so involved. Yeah. Which is kind of the way in the last one with the Sunmakers. There wasn't really, you know, that drawn into the conflict, but it wasn't. Hmm. Wasn't his conflict. Wasn't his conflict, which isn't the first time that's happened. I know. It just seemed a little less obvious what he was needed for, and especially here. Hmm. think so. So our ending? <laughs> such as it is. Yeah, such as they, they have been the last two stories, really. Well, this more so than normal. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a little difficult to actually see what was going on. Yeah, I had to ask you, it's like, okay, I see parts going on. I was like, did I miss something? Because now I see credits. What did I, what did I miss? I think the <laughs> implication is that they're getting, 
they're going to get crushed. That they're in the rock crusher, I guess you could say. Right. But say that there was their way in to, and then they'll be they'll get they take the rocks in there and then they jump out before they they get crushed. I, Oh, should we talk about the, not that there's, there wasn't a whole lot of the cliffhanger yet, but we can go back to some of that. The servants of the Oracle. What about them? How they had the weird kind of helmet type heads. Oh yeah, we can talk about that, I guess. Because I thought it was funny that before, in the last episode, there was one of the I believe they're the overseers, I believe, right? The ones in the black. I think so. And then I think the gray are the guards. Or they, maybe they were just seers. But there was one in the black garb with the grommet face outlined on it, on the hood, talking to the radio in the intercom system in the last episode. And he removes his hood, and he's a, he's a you know minion. He's one of the, like the Jackson, like Jackson's crew. Um, humanoid, I guess. But then there are these two, which say that they're the servants of the Oracle and they remove their um, grommeted hoods and they've got this helmet type face and head. It's kind of not I guess they could explain it later, but I just get the feeling they're not going to. So, well, you know, what's the difference? Why mm. the difference? Well, you never know. They might explain it. True. But you're probably right. They probably won't. And the gold, the gold-colored helmet is kind of reminiscent of the exterior helmet that the um, Jackson and his uh, and Herrick put on when they went out to see uh, where they had landed. Maybe it's part of that type of helmet that's just through some weird planetary fusion accident fused to their head. <laughs> Sorry, reaching, I know. Well, if they aren't going to explain, though, we kind of have to come yeah. up with something. And we know that's always a bad sign. Mm hmm. It's just like another thing I, I hadn't mentioned before, but you know we, we never find out where Jackson and his and the crew were. We just come upon them again, and here it comes back to him. It's like, but it looked like he had come back to that spot already, and they weren't there. That was never explained. So I get a feeling that they're not going to explain this about the servants of the Oracle either. Um, and if they had just done those things might have been more interesting than just extending the scenes that they did to fill out the episode. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'd rather have more explanation. Even if it were bad, it just would be better than sitting through another 15, 30 seconds of no dialogue and just extending a scene that has no real value. Yeah. So... And now they might be for the crusher anyway, I guess, huh? Something like that. 
hard to say. We don't know. We think. We think they might be in danger. Maybe not so much. I'm wondering if it's more that they're trying to be quiet and concealed. Maybe going to be discovered. And they'll be discovered. Maybe they'll have another fight or something as they get their way into back into the Citadel building. And why are they going in there again? Got me. Oh, Herrick's in there. But they don't know that. Yeah, they why? Just, but why? I don't know. They free the others? What's that? Maybe to free the others? I don't know. Kind of lost track. Yeah. I, I just happened to realize, well, now why are they going back in there? I, I can't. I, it's not clear why. Like that Herrick was hanging back to fight off the guards, and they must know that he hasn't rejoined them, but they don't know that he's been captured and questioned for them to rescue. Um, they might be, they've, they've gotten Ida's father out, but there are other slaves in there. Or maybe the Jackson and his crew still need to get these race canisters that they were looking for originally at their request. <clears throat> so, <laughs> do you find the more we hear about the quest the less you care about it I haven't cared about it for a long time okay <laughs> they haven't done anything to make me care no alright I guess we'll find out if they complete their quest <laughs> Eldrad must live. Eldrad. <laughs> oh, that's just from one of their other repetitive phrases. In this one? No, in other stories. That oh yeah, people okay. Have written. <clears throat> so that's it. Yep. All right. Join us as we finish off this, I'll be generous and call it a story. Okay. Tomorrow, when we talk about part four of Underworld. So join us then, and thank you for listening.